You think the preseason doesn't matter? Tell that to the guys now getting first team reps because of what has happened over the last week or so. There's a lot on the line this week as the Packers get set today to take on the New England Patriots in joint practices and then this weekend when they play in their second preseason game. We dig into who benefits the most, who has the most on the line this week on Locked on Packers. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. There aren't that many starting jobs up for grabs right now in Green Bay. And coming into the season, or coming into the preseason, I suppose, we actually thought there were fewer. So don't tell me training camp and all those things don't mean anything. Of course, they do. And one of the jobs that we didn't know was quite as up for grabs as it has turned out to be is that center position with Josh Myers. John Runyon Jr. played center on Friday. You don't have a starting right guard play center unless you are actively considering him playing center. Zach Tom played center. You don't have your best young offensive lineman, at least non-Elton Jenkins category, play center unless you are considering him playing center. Think that he can help your team. The Packers, for whatever they want to say publicly, are not thrilled with what has gone on with Josh Myers, and Josh Myers has not responded well to it. More mistakes on Friday. But this has trickle-down effects. This has tack-on effects. This affects everything going on with the rotation right now. And the biggest potential beneficiary is someone who has yet to get first-team reps, and that's Sean Ryan. Third round pick last year, redshirt season, did not look good at all last year when he got the opportunity to play. Did not play great against the Bengals, but certainly had some impressive reps that make you go, okay, there's something here. And he's been terrific so far in training camp. If he plays well, well enough that they think he can start. I wrote about this over at The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. If he plays well enough that they think this guy can start for us and be something close to the level that John Runyon Jr. is, and they think John Runyon Jr. is, as a result, an upgrade on Josh Myers, Sean Ryan could force his way into the starting lineup because clearly the Packers are not sold on John Runyon Jr. or he'd have a long-term contract. And they are not sold on Josh Myers or John Runyon Jr. would not be filling in at center. So that makes this week pretty important. New England has some, some good players up front. 
And Sean Ryan is going to get chances in, in practice and potentially in the game to, and maybe he not, he's not going to go against the same caliber of player to show that he can be a starting guard in the NFL, which then incentivizes potentially the Packers to move John Runyon Jr. to center. That is a job that's not open. We did not come into this year going right guard is an open job. But because center is a job that we also didn't think was open, but that Josh Myers had something to prove, now we're in a position going, well, there could actually be two different players at those positions. And I've talked about this a lot. Everydayers will remember all of the times we have talked about how great I think it is that the Packers are willing to say, let's just figure this out. Let's let everybody compete and just go from there and find the best five. Now, this center battle also has an impact on Rasheed Walker, 2022 draft pick. He, speaking of guys for whom training camp and preseason matters, got some first team reps the last few days. Part of that is because David Bakhtiari is hurt. But David Bakhtiari might be hurt. David Bakhtiari was hurt last year. Zach Tom got to play more than once on short notice because David Bakhtiari just wasn't good to go that day. So let's say it's not the case that Sean Ryan wins that guard job and allows them to move John Runyon Jr. to center. And maybe that's not because Sean Ryan's not good enough. Maybe it's because they don't think John Runyon Jr. is consistent enough at center. There's, there could be a million reasons why that would be the case. But let's say what the Packers decide is that Zach Tom makes the most sense as your starting center. Then that leaves a starting right tackle position open, potentially for Rashid Walker to go win, because if he's getting first team reps on the left side without David Bakhtiari, and Josh Nyman is practicing, that says that that competition is something close to even. So that gives Rashid Walker a chance to go win a starting job. If they're going to move Zach Tom, then that's another job that could potentially be open. Now, that's when this discussion gets interesting because it's like, okay, how much of a downgrade at a premium position on the outside are you willing to tolerate to get an upgrade at center? Because like Elton Jenkins is a better center than Josh Myers, but He's already a great left guard, and guard is a more valuable position. So Zach Tom is probably a better center than Josh Myers, but he's more valuable on the edge. So that's part of the calculation that you have to make here. But let's say even if, okay, Zach Tom moves to center. Even if Yash Nyman wins that right tackle job, Rashid Walker is every single week one snap, one creaky day by David Bakhtiari away from being in the starting lineup. He has a real opportunity, not just to push potentially for that starting right tackle spot, but to be the swing guy to the point that we talked the other day about if there's a trade that could be made here because you have so much depth. And don't think that it. I, I missed Kurt Benkert, former Green Bay Packers quarterback, 
say that David Bakhtiari could be headed to New York at some point and a trade could be one of those ways. Now, New York would have to guarantee the first because I would assume the Packers want the second and stuff. You'd have to probably rip up the contract and redo it just to make it work from a Packers standpoint because of the amount of money they would have to eat all that stuff. Just saying, like, this is, this is where this team is, and it is a unique situation to be in. But there are, there's real jobs on the line. And, and what's crazy is, even if nothing changes, if you go into the year and it's this group, from, from right to left, Zach Tom, John Runyon Jr., Josh Myers, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, that is a top five offensive line. If it's Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr., Zach Tom, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, that is the potential to be a top five offensive line. If it's Rashid Walker, John Runyon Jr., Zach Tom, like put them all together. If they're winning these jobs, then they are presumably upgrades over the players that were there before. And so, yeah, sure, Rashid Walker, probably not going to be a, an upgrade over Zach Tom, for example. Josh Nyman, not going to be an upgrade over Zach Tom. But if Zach Tom is an upgrade over Josh Myers, offensive line is a weak link system. Like if you look at the Vikings offensive line, they had top 10 graded tackles by Pro Football Focus. Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, their top half of the, of the league grades there. But pick a metric, win rate, team, uh, the unit offensive line grade, adjusted line yards. They were not a good offensive line last year. They were a bad offensive line. All it takes is one player to scuttle what you're doing. And so these, these days, going up against Christian Barmore, are crucial in determining the outcome of this Packers season because if this offensive line is good and they were really good against Cincinnati, against backups, it made you go, if this is the path protection Jordan Love is going to get, like this offense is going to be totally and completely fine. Well, that means a lot. And I mean a lot is on the line for these guys right now. We're going to talk about some more players who have a lot at stake as we head into joint practices right here on Locked on Packers. A lot of men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed approach to hair growth. Did you know 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Tired of weakening or thinning hair? Do you want to reach your hair full potential? Leading hair growth supplement Nutrafol helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. It's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, visible scalp coverage, all the stuff that you want. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKED. On. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. 
That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL to take control of your hair health. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you every dayers. Taylor Kyles is going to be on the show with us on Friday to go over a lot of the stuff that went down at joint practices. Keep an eye out for that. And then I will be traveling on Saturday, but I'm going to try to go live. I'm actually currently negotiating with a hotel, trying to figure out if I can get a space to go live because I have a hotel room with two small kids in it and a wife who are going to be trying to sleep when I'm going live. So trying to work that out. But my plan for the moment is to go live after the preseason game. Another player who was on our radar as a potential starter, but then had a slow spring, a quiet training camp, and made the biggest, I don't want to call it a mistake, because he made a great play right up until he didn't. And that's Anthony Johnson Jr. He had the dropped interception, but overall played really well to the point that he started to get some first-team reps at safety. Tarverius Moore, I thought, also had a very good game. And I, I wonder if he will get some first-team reps here in joint practices. And whenever the first team plays, we probably, we probably will get some starters, I would think, in this preseason game against the New England Patriots. But I want to key in on Anthony Johnson because, to me, His slow start is explainable. This is a guy who was a cornerback. He played corner at Iowa State for three years. And then his last year, moved to safety. We're talking about someone who had a 90-plus coverage grade for pro football focus. This guy could play corner. He was a top 100 prospect for pro football focus. And I don't understand why he felt. Had the athletic profile. It does make sense, though, why he might not be as impressive as practice then. Safety is a new position for him. And so if you're not always, you know, perfectly assignment sure, but you can go out and play on instinct, the game is a better situation for you, right? Matt Flynn was not an impressive practice person, but could go out and just make plays. You could just feel it. He had an instinct about him. And especially on defense, instinct is so important. It might be for non-corner positions, the most important trait you have as a defensive player because you have to have, and maybe even including corner, I think maybe like, no, it's important on every let's let's just do that. It's it's important for every defensive position. I was trying to think of like maybe some for less linebacker, it is gospel. You need instincts or you can't play. Doesn't matter what your athletic profile says. If you can't read and react, if you can't feel, if you don't have feel, if you don't have that ability to identify and just go and just play, you probably can't play. Safety is a very similar position. Instinct feel is such an important part because film study is is not enough. These offensive coaches, these coordinators, they are so good at disguising what you're seeing and they know what your rules are. And so you have to just 
operate on instinct. Okay, this is actually what makes the most sense in this situation. This is how we're going to be attacked in this situation. And so a guy who is is new to the position but understands how offenses work, understand how passing concepts work. It makes sense that especially in the passing game where I thought he played his best football, he looked really solid. This is a safety position. This was the one spot on this roster where you go, yeah, this is up for grabs. It's up for grabs. What's going on here? And that is that is a, a, a situation that I think is really heartening to see a rookie like that grab the reins. Another player, I didn't write about him for the leap. Grant DuBose. And one of the reasons I didn't is because I, I, he may have just had too much ground to cover. But Grant DuBose has a chance to put himself on this roster with a really good couple weeks here. Returned to practice, gave himself some opportunities, made some nice catches, looked smooth. If he goes out and he is beating Patriots defensive backs, this is a very good secondary. He has a chance to put himself right in the mix with someone like Dontavian Wicks and Malik Heath for those last two spots. He was a draft pick. Malik Heath was not. Brian Gutekinds almost always takes his draft picks. And I know we're talking about seventh round draft picks, so it's not quite the same. But he really does have an opportunity to make this team. Not start. Not going to start. But Samori Toure, we know that the top three guys, Dontavian Wicks, those are probably something close to locks. That's five. Then the question becomes, how many more players do you actually keep? Six? Seven? Well, Grant Dubose was a seventh-round pick. Malik Heath was an undrafted free agent. You probably feel pretty good about getting those guys onto the practice squad, especially because Grant Dubose missed part of training camp. But if they go out and they start playing really well, you know, you're putting this on tape, not just for the Packers, but every team in the league. And there are going to be plenty of eyeballs on the Packers and what they're doing and the Patriots and what they're doing. There will be plenty of eyes watching this Packers situation because they know they've got a lot of these young guys. Like Bo Melton might not make the Packers, but he could go stick somewhere else. Teams have a feel. That's, that is the job of the pro player personnel people to say, okay, these are the situations that we're monitoring because they might have too many guys. And if they have too many guys, let's go snag one. Let's go snag one. That'll be great. There's one more player. One more player who I think has a lot to gain this week. You may have heard of him. His name is Jordan Love. We're going to talk about him to close the show. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Every dayers, go check out the work we are doing over at The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Uh, and go check out Locked On Sports today. All the big stories, all the stories you need to know about in under 20 minutes in sports, Locked On Sports today, wherever you get podcasts. Last thing here, Jordan Love can really solidify himself this week. 
And again, I, I don't want to be prone to hyperbole here. I don't want to overreact to anything that we see. But Lou Anarumo, Lou Anarumo, it's a tough name. Lou Anarumo is one of the best defensive coaches in the league. Jordan Love looked poised, looked solid, drew, drew praise from Bengals defensive players for the way that he handled their defense. Had made some nice plays in the game, made some nice plays in practice. Now it's Bill Belichick's turn. Against a, a defense that is supposed to be the strength of this team is probably going to be one of the 10 best defenses in the league. Really good secondary. Really good safeties. The front is improved. It's young. It's, it's good. This is a really good defense. If Jordan Love goes out against Belichick, and Luke Musgrave is making plays. That's going to be huge for him, but he's already tied in one. We saw a training wheels offense from Jordan Love in the first preseason game. And, and I, don't, I don't want to veer into that Colin Cowherd territory, calling it the floaties in the pool and it's year four and how could that be and all that stuff. No, I don't, I don't think that's true. I think they did that. They called the game that they called to get Jordan Love into a rhythm and, and to give everyone in this offense some confidence. And also, this is a really young team. You kind of have to stick to the basics on this one. Play action, roll out, dump off, quick outs, go balls. It's not like Justin Fields who threw two screen passes and a swing route, all of them behind the line of scrimmage and called it a day. That's not what this was. But... They also didn't go, you know, gun empty and let's see what we can do attacking vertically down the field. So let's see them do that. And if he can, if he can create a little bit, maybe a little bit off platform, a little bit out of structure against this defense, then that gives your coaches confidence to say, we don't, we don't have any restrictions on this guy. We're going to let him just go run the offense. And I, I, you know, I mentioned Kurt Benkert earlier. He mentioned to Kay Adams in that interview that he felt like Jordan Love was going to thrive this year because it is a system built for him. And also, he can go beyond the system. He can transcend the system. And you, you, If you read the work of Mike Sando, friend of the show, when they talk about quarterback tiers, tier one is a guy who can transcend the system, who can do more than what the system is asking him to do, make plays outside structure, all those things. If we start to see some more of that from Jordan Love, then your coaches, whatever, whatever lingering doubts you might have, and, and like they can say all the right things about Jordan Love and we believe in him and we think this is going to be great and, and we're ready. But he hasn't done it yet. They haven't seen him do it. And so it makes sense. They'd be a little hesitant. They'd be a little, hey, let's, let's play the wait and see game here a little bit. And it is just preseason. But if you do it against Lou Anarumo, and then you do it against Bill Belichick, and a really good defense, then I think any questions that you have as a coaching staff, as, as teammates, they start to go away. And that changes the way you might call games. It, it changes the way you, ways you might game plan. If you feel like, and we don't know 
We don't know if Matt LaFleur does feel this way, but if there's any inclination to say to start this season off, you know, we think eventually he can get there, but to start the season off, it's going to be the Brock Purdy offense. It's going to be maybe not even the Brock Purdy offense because he actually threw the ball down the field. It's going to be the Jimmy Garoppolo offense, a lot of underneath, a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of play action slides, and then an occasional shot play. I thought Matt LaFleur mixed the offense pretty well. There was five play actions, four straight drops, um, three runs, nine passes. I like that too. But they were simple passes. Play action is, you know, some people call it a crutch. I don't think it is, but it certainly makes things easy. Well, you should make, you want to want to make things easy for your quarterback. None of these are bad things. But the, the preseason is also the time for you to take some chances. Let's see. And, and against the Eagles, yeah, we saw him play an empty. We saw him go and, and score. Christian Watson had a lot to do with that. I'd like to see him get a prolonged set of time playing, some more game situation. And if he handles it with a plum, you just go, he's ready. He's ready. And, and that's why this is important. Because then you can just sort of wipe your hands and go, okay, week three is going to be like the old week four. Jordan Love's not going to play. No one's going to play because everyone feels good about where they are. Go out and play well. And the odds will shorten to win the division. The odds will shorten to win the NFC, the Super Bowl, all that stuff. I'm not joking. Because the NFC is that wide open. So there's there's not a lot at stake because I think, if a, you know, a mediocre to bad practices and game, I don't, which I don't think he's going to have. But like, you know, let's just say Aaron Rodgers had a bad day this week, has had a couple bad days in the last week. I'm not that worried about it, but it could cause Matt LaFleur to have the training wheels on a little bit more to start the season. You can just shake those off. You can be on that Ducati from week one with some really good play here. And in fact, it could just be over. You play, you play great on Wednesday. You play great on Saturday. It's done. This team is ready to go. They're excited. Like empty formations abound. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like, like I hope to be on Saturday after the game, you can come subscribe to us on our YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers.